0: hi welcome to wake tv so today sue is off and uh, my soul sister tanya she is the uh, soulmate coach and uh, i myself guide twin flames and we're gonna talk about awakening and cannot find any partner enjoy
1: Daniel, how are you? I'm
0: good. How are you, honey? I'm good. Good, good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Let's do our room for hour today. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. Let's ping people.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna ping some people
0: in right now. I feel like clubhouse is getting like less people in general like not just hours in general, I think. But it's still useful to put stuff on um, podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. 100%. I find that um, the rooms I've been in have been in much smaller lately too. Yeah. Not that I've been in very many. I literally am like your room and I do one room a week where I do readings. And like even the reading rooms, which normally get a lot of people, have been small.
0: Yeah. But you know how like people like, i guess longer talk on podcast but it's kind of impossible to keep on speaking by
1: yourself for hours yeah no it's hard you almost need to have a conversation uh-huh
0: this is easier yeah i agree yeah so i guess let's get started um uh, today we're going to talk about spiritual awakening and can find a partner i came across with a lot of people that um after um they have a spiritual awakening i heard a lot of complaint from people i met through uh, my uh, social media or uh, some of my clients like you know uh, they can't find a guy who is as spiritually awakened as she is so in general they're talking about it's impossible to find a guy who is at least same level or anything closer. So like, kind of like not being positive about meeting a partner because of the spiritual awakening. So I thought it's a good idea to talk about this topic today.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great topic because um, that's true, you know, and I feel it's kind of like anything else, you know? You're putting, well, I shouldn't say you, but I mean, I find that several people that I've talked to, once they've gone through the awakening process, if they're not already partnered, and they're looking for that partner, they want somebody to be on the same level as them. And that is tricky, because what you're doing is you're putting um, those ego expectations on things a little bit, you know? If you really have gone through an awakening process, part of that awakening is that you see yourself as the epitome of love. I mean, we come from love. So everything around you radiates love. You see the beauty and the love in everything and in everyone. So it's a lot trickier when you are coming from a space of, okay, I see you as a soul why aren't you acting and coming from the space of love because I see you as a soul. However, you know, you may recognize that natural soul beauty that everybody has, but it might be confusing to you why people are still acting like they're still in their shadow or they're acting like they're still, you know, in that 3d reality if they haven't gone through an awakening themselves. So it gets tricky when it comes to looking for somebody who's on the same level as you. Um, we kind of fall back into focusing on the differences as opposed to, um, you know, what you might have in common, even if they aren't necessarily on the same level as you are, or the same awareness, I shouldn't say level, have the same awareness. Cause that's what awakening is. It's, it's an, a, an awareness of a remembrance of who we really are. But when you get into that, oh, they're not this They're not that it kind of, kind of perpetuates that illusion of separateness. You know what I mean? So, um, it's something that definitely is is good to talk about. And, um, I find people are challenged by that too. So they have these expectations of, oh, this is what I want. I want this really deeply spiritual person and I want them to be this and that and that. And not that you can't have that, of course you can, but I think when you come to, um, have certain ego limitations, which I think people don't realize that they're doing, but they put some of the, um, some of that ego issue in it. And I think they miss out on really good opportunities a lot of times because they're putting constraints on it. It's almost like you have to have that balance, you know, and it's like, yes, you can have what you want. Yes. You hundred percent can, can create the relationship you want based on your desire. However, keeping the ego out of it because then you put those expectations out there that it has to look a certain way so it's better if you allow the universe to bring that to you and bring it the way the universe knows is best for you then putting all these constraints on you know it has to be a certain way so definitely have your non-negotiables but at the same time there has to be room for allowing involved
0: if that makes sense yeah it does make sense so like um, in my personal point of view i don't really have huge requirement on my partner to be spiritually awakened um i i don't really expect my future partner to meditate with me and go to spiritual whatever event with me if he's open enough to come with me that's fine but he is um not that's fine at least i want i want him to be interested in me so he's like curious about what i do open-minded to open-minded enough to listening what i have to say but that doesn't mean he's like a spiritually awakened you know what i mean to me like my left side of brain part of myself is still there so i don't really expect like uh in general guy to be spiritually so awakened and. My requirement is more of like successful in business over like spiritually awakened or like me physically attracted to him versus his spiritually awakened. (laughs) So my requirement is totally different from um clients that people I came across. But what I tell them is um you know as long as he's open enough to try what you're interested in Uh, be patient because in general i haven't really met well i just came across with one client he's more spiritually awakened than his partner but in general like i haven't really came across with a guy straight guy who is spiritually awakened like it's very like small like percentage of them um some of them like matrix energetic seminar and the stuff like that they do come but they usually like their wife or girlfriend tag them along with them because they are the one who 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 are interested in doing this kind of stuff and they came along so like even those seminar like we had like what 300 people I wasn't really looking for the partner because I have my ex but in general like I heard other people saying Oh, yeah, we can really find a single guy from the, from this kind of event and uh, some of the single ladies are looking for a Single guy like themselves uh, And hopefully to meet the partner like that, you know um, Some of them are single but they are like 17 or something. So that's out of the you know out of the talk and then younger generation people uh, become of course they're more open to spiritual thing because they are uh, more awakened to begin with from their birth but to me again it's really important to list what you cannot budge and then if spirituality is like really really top list of your five must-have then i guess um but i don't know if most people that is a must-have requirement like he has to be the same level as i am like you know i feel like being open-minded is very important
1: toward a partner yeah, I 150% agree with you, because here's the thing. I mean, you can be awake spiritually. It doesn't necessarily mean it that you're not going to have an amazing, incredible love relationship with somebody just because they're not spiritually awake or they're not on the same level as you, whatever you want to call it. Because personally, I can tell you for a fact, my husband has not gone through a spiritual awakening. And we have a beautiful relationship, you know, we're compatible. Um, He's all the things I've ever wanted. Uh, We get along. He's my best friend. Um, We literally never fight. Hardly ever. I could probably count on one hand how many times in 15 years we've had just like an argument, but um, we disagree, but we have a very healthy relationship. You know, we can disagree and have it be a healthy disagreement. Um, We respect each other. Uh, we understand each other's love language. You know, I mean, we just get along really, really well. And the thing is, I think once you've gone through a spiritual awakening, you can appreciate people's differences when they, when they show up for you in those relationships and you can appreciate what they have to offer. It doesn't mean that they have to be like this guru who meditates on a mountain every day. You know what I mean? Um, he understands me. He gets me, and that's what a soulmate is. It's somebody who gets you and understands you on that spiritual heart-to-heart level. It doesn't mean necessarily that they have to be uber spiritual, because he's not. I mean, he, my husband, understands a little bit, you know, because we've had multiple conversations about this. He knows I talk to spirit. He knows I talk to my spirit guides. He knows I talk to his spirit guides. Does he fully understand and comprehend it? No, but that's okay. Because he honors the fact that I do that. He honors the fact that he honors my connection to spirit, but he doesn't understand it, but that doesn't interfere in our relationship. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to be um, this person I can have. I mean, I could talk to him and have deep spiritual conversations, but it doesn't mean he always necessarily gets it because he hasn't had that awakening. And that's okay. You know, he still is exactly what I want. As far as a partner goes, right? So you don't have to force them into a way of being, right? You can accept them exactly where they are in the moment, knowing that we all change and grow over time. And you can accept that as well. So finding a partner who's in that same space that isn't, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 is something that is gonna be, what am I trying to say? Finding somebody in the same space as you doesn't mean that that's going to solve all the problems, right? It's more important to find somebody that complements you, that gets you, that understands you, that's willing to grow and evolve with you. Because the thing is, relationships evolve. People evolve. You know, nothing is stagnant ever in this universe. We never are stagnant. We are always moving, changing, growing so you know when it comes to being on a spiritual path it's great to hear about people who are connected with their their partners their spouses in that spiritual bay but it doesn't mean that it has it's not necessary you know it doesn't have to be like i have to be i've been through a spiritual awakening therefore my partner has to be as awake as i am no because you know what my partner is not we've been together going on 15 years and i'm saying right now We have a beautiful, fulfilling, loving relationship. And does he understand everything when it comes to spirituality? No. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he loves me from the space that he is able to love me. And I can see the changes and growth in him. And my guides have even told me that his mission in this life is not to go through awakening, that he is supporting me in my business and in my journey. And that's his role. So there are plenty of people who aren't going to wake up in this lifetime and that's okay because it's more important to honor people where they're at in their own journey than it is to be obsessed with, you have to be this, you have to be that because I think you miss a lot of opportunities when you put um, restrictions on things, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when it comes to um, like what I tell my clients, make a list, of what you want in a person. Can you manifest your ideal partner? Absolutely, I believe that you can. But I think we do ourselves a disservice when we like hold fast to that saying, there's no wiggle room. It has to look exactly like this, or I don't want it. You know, be open to the universe delivering something to you that's even better than you can imagine. So I use the list loosely, like make a list of your general things that you want. Make a list of, yes, this is, I would love to have somebody who makes me feel special. I would love to be with somebody who understands me, who can relate to me on an emotional level, that heart to heart connection. That is way more important than where they are on their spiritual journey. We are all at different phases in our spiritual growth and we're continuing to evolve and grow. So there are never, there's never going to be anybody who's exactly at the same place as you at the same time in the same moment, you know, because it's just, I mean, I'm sure there are, but if you c- if you subscribe to the fact that you've got to find somebody a hundred percent exactly where you are, you're really going to limit the availability of the universe to deliver, something to you that's incredible and amazing because you know you're looking at the population there's how many billions of people on the planet and it's much better to come from that perspective of who is going to make me feel loved who's going to be fulfilling who's gonna you know make me laugh who's gonna understand me who's gonna be there for me those are much more important qualities i think personally than somebody who is going to be like Okay, I get up every day and I meditate and then we connect and we, you know, pull tarot cards together. And we, I mean, whatever it is that you desire is fine, but just don't hold to that so tightly that you miss opportunities for something amazing because the universe is always going to be like, let me show you something that's going to blow your mind that's even better than you can imagine. But you have to allow yourself to be open and available to that. And when we hold ourselves to these ideals, that it has to look a certain way, we limit what the universe can bring us. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, that's hundred percent correct. Because everybody, to me, like my my thing, I cannot budge. Is he has to be attractive to, to, to me? Like physical attraction is important to me because that's something you can fake. Um, like that's from my own experience. I've been with someone I wasn't quite attracted to and then I tried to love him but it was kind of impossible. You know? And like when you're having relationship or marriage it goes long, long long time, you know? I mean it's a very long term relationship. And then when you are going to have a happy relationship, especially, you know, um male they they need to have physical intimacy and if you know in my case if i'm not attracted to a guy physically it's impossible for me to put that as a priority you know because i have plenty of things i want to do so as long as i'm attracted to him you know um he's gonna be happy you know (laughs) but if he doesn't so like that is in my case it's one of the top priority i mean when you means you know people try to have a requirement on their husband or their partner they require him to fulfill everything you wanted from other person other than yourself it's kind of impossible so like you know, something you cannot replace with your friends, like, you know, uh, sexual intimacy, you can do that. But other part, like, you know, I hear uh, some of my friends are saying, oh, you know, my husband isn't really outgoing, like don't really enjoy going out and do stuff. Um, if that is my case, I just wanna have fun with my friends. I don't really expect my husband to do that. I, I may ask him like once in a while, like maybe special holiday or special time. I may wanna do something special together, but if he are the kind of person who doesn't wanna do that or too tired to do that, I don't really, um I don't really require for him to do that if he's not that kind of person. Um, So it's a good idea to have like huge wiggle room because there is a differences, like even with my ex, like he loved to watch news. He was watching news every day. And then, you know, when TV is on, I get huge horrible vibration from TV and when it comes to news, it's extremely uncomfortable for me. But that is the differences. But it didn't really make me feel like oh i want to break up with him because he loves news you know that's not the point like there is a difference between you and your partner and then you kind of cherish the differences instead of trying to change the person you know and that's what partnership is about like when you are getting along with person your partner you don't really require other person to change, and if he or she wants to change, or you know, include whatever new hub, habit or new hobby or something, like they will decide. You know, I I really didn't want to watch news with him, so when he started watching news, like I gonna go do something else. That's what I have my own things i can accomplish so it doesn't have to be like oh you know you gotta do everything together or it's just the togetherness thing is another thing i have issue with because just because you are a partner or just because you get married you don't have to be together and do things 24 7 like conjoined twins it's like suffocating i feel like when each person you have their own individual life yeah you're married but you can have your individual life and individual things with your friends and stuff that doesn't mean you can cheat on your partner you don't because there is a trust and there is a you know strong connection but you can do your own things if let's say your husband he doesn't like travel overseas you can go travel overseas with your girlfriend. you know so If you kind of like, I mean, the minimum thing, like as long as he understands you and supportive of you, like all other things you can do with other people, you know, then you don't really have to have a 30 list or 50 list of like, oh, my future husband or my partner has to be this way and that way.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole thing. It's those kind of constraints and limitations that we put on things. So, I mean, when it comes to finding partnership, and you've been through a spiritual awakening, fine. How do you define spirituality? So I look at this and I think, okay, these people, and I've had this with many of my clients, you know, they're like, I asked them, what to you look you know what does a spiritual man look like to you and they're like oh well you know they wake up in their day and they they meditate they connect with spirit they have their organic green juice for breakfast they go to hot yoga you know they stop at whole foods later for some organic healthy thing then they maybe go to soul cycle class and then they read deepak chopra you know, all of these things, they're just things, you know, look at where you're coming from in that perspective. It's a lot of judgment, right? You're judging what you think is a spiritual quote-unquote partner. And when you ask them to define what a spiritual partner looks like, you know, they say all these things and they like tick off these boxes. But when it comes down to it, kindness compassion and service none of those things have anything to do with finding love kindness compassion generosity just because you get up and go to whole foods in the morning and have your green drink drink has nothing to do with love compassion and kindness You know. so i mean what do you want i think ultimately people want not spirituality they want consciousness. A conscious person lives their life on purpose. They don't have to meditate. They don't have to do yoga. They don't have to drink green tea or even have heard of Deepak Chopra, right? But they're kind. You know, they may be doing something of service, whether it's, you know, coaching Little League or volunteering at their favorite charity. The thing is, they want to devote their life to your happiness. And that's what's key. It doesn't matter what they do, you know, and when you get wrapped up in thinking of what they should be doing, it's like shooting on yourself, shooting on them, you know, they should be meditating. They should be doing yoga. They should be doing this or that, whatever, you know, that doesn't make you spiritual just because you're doing all these things, doesn't mean you're spiritual. You could go through the motions and do those things. It doesn't mean you're any closer to the divine in your awareness than the next person. So what it means by being conscious is by managing your thoughts, managing your beliefs, managing your emotions. And when you start to do that sort of thing, you kind of open yourself up more to love and to awareness and to patience with other people, because you start to recognize that, we are all coming to this life with core wounds. You know, we are inheriting beliefs from our ancestors, from our parents, from other people, from society. And that, you know, we're not perfect. We're here engaging in life for a variety of reasons, learning different things, understanding different things about ourselves. So, I mean, the nature of that kind of relationship is that that person is willing to see you for who you are and see the world for who it is. It doesn't mean they have to be going through this, you know, massive understanding of, Oh, I get the dimensionality of the world around me. And I understand that I'm connected to my guidance and this and that. It doesn't have to look like that. It's something that we put constraints on, you know, because we assume that it has to look a certain way but it really doesn't. I mean, ultimately what matters, what does it really matter? What matters is that I'm with somebody who loves me. I'm with somebody who understands me. I'm with somebody who is willing to move with me through life. I'm with somebody who's willing to understand that I'm not perfect, that I'm evolving, that I'm growing and they're willing to grow and evolve with me in this journey of life in this three-dimensional reality, knowing that we're moving towards higher consciousness. I mean, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think too many people limit themselves with the expectation that it has to look and fit into a certain box. And I think that in and of itself is doing a disservice.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then understanding you doesn't mean, you know, when you have certain way of uh, speech or thing you're thinking about or Whatever the thing you do in spiritual practice, he understands you. That's not what we are talking about. He understand you that to he knows that's important to you. So he respects that. Or he watches, you know, if he's like person he's always person like me who makes content, he tries to watch it doesn't mean he understands one hundred percent of what I'm saying, but he shows interest and watch it. That's to me like a good enough um definition of understand you. Like these uh, um tryingness doesn't mean you have to understand everything you're thinking of. I mean it is very tiring, um when your partner is let's say as spiritually awakened as you are and he happened to have a totally different point of view and has very strong opinion and you have to talk about that all the time it's extremely tiring. I mean that's my point of view. And then plus your world is very narrow. Um if he is in very different kind of um place and he brings what he does and then that's very interesting because it's different um even like a lot of successful people i have spoken to um you don't think those people are spiritual but they are doesn't mean they do a meditation or spiritual practice but when they talk about their wisdom, they are completely connected with higher self or divine, but they're not really aware of it. To me, that's spiritual enough, even though they're not awakened. Or, um, you know, how people treat other person, right? If they treat other people like, regardless of their, um, Credentials. They treat everybody really nicely. That's spiritual, you know. Um. So he doesn't have to really understand your spiritual theory or whatever the book you're reading or whatever, like all these details of of spirituality. But he is kind of like excited that you love. This is what you're doing you enjoy this is what you're enjoying and then maybe you know he shows curiosity to say hey i want to like try not like he's gonna try to be spiritual that's not what he's looking for but just do the activity together right that kind of stuff is like to me the partnership and you do the same thing not necessarily you you want to um uh, read like some economic magazine to to become as knowledgeable as he is or like stock market or something but that's something you show interest in what he does and then it's the same way like you try to see what other person is interested in and show the interest to me that's what partnership is all about and then that's what i tell my client to like Tonya is saying broaden your horizon and this is coming from someone who had a 27 list of like uh, requirement which my first husband ticked all boxes by the way and we didn't work out so the point is it's not about to tick the boxes like you do have a minimum requirement but that minimum requirement is not like very specific, you know. Like, yeah, he has to be attractive. If that is your box, I do have a more specifics of what I feel attractive. But I don't really put that in my box because you can broaden the range of physical attractiveness wider than my specific right. If other part of the uh, personality or how he treat people and stuff like that fits like it doesn't have to be exactly this way and that way so it's it's really important to one you have to understand what you're looking for but be flexible it doesn't have to be that you know like i'm talking about specific you know like height has to be this or oh he has to work in this kind of industry that kind of thing it doesn't have to be that narrow because it's hard to find someone who is single and is spiritual and tick take all these boxes how many person is like fitting in that right think about that and use your left brain and think about that so have requirement but like not ten, maybe five, like five minimum requirement and then that is even broad requirement. It must but not like oh yeah hair color has to be this way or not like that, you know. Then um you can kind of look at the overall personality when you're dating overall like compatibility with how you guys are jamming with each other
1: yeah and that's the whole thing i mean i love the law of attraction and i love people when they're like this is what i want and i want it to be specific that's all fine and good but i would challenge people when they are creating this vision of what it is that they desire. Don't focus on the minutiae, you know, and I think that's what people tend to do. You know, it's like, I want a car and I want it to be red and I want it to be a Lexus and I want it to look like this and this and this. Okay. That's amazing. Yes. Visualize that. But when it comes to relationships, I think it's more important to focus on how you want to feel. How do you want to feel? You know, yes. I want somebody I'll be physically attracted to, of course, because that's important. I want somebody who's going to be a certain way. Yes, that's important. But ultimately, what's more important than all of that is how you feel. Do you want to feel supported? Do you want to feel loved? Do you want to have humor in your relationship? You know, what kind of qualities are you looking for of how you want to experience? What's the experience you want to have? Now, I mean, I could be with fucking David Beckham. Yeah, he's hot and all that, but there may be nothing beyond that. There may be nothing beyond the surface. We could have no connection. That doesn't mean anything to me then. Then why would I want that kind of relationship? If it's only based on, you know, superficial things that are, you know, qualities of like, oh, he dresses a certain way, he talks a certain way, he acts a certain way. Well, that's all fine and good, but how much connection do we have? So I'm not saying you can't have both. You absolutely can have both. But what I'm saying is don't just focus on those things. Focus on how you want to feel. How do, you, how do you want to feel? What does that relationship that you want, what does it look like? Personally, for me, I want connection. I want ease. I want laughter. I want to feel that's that kind of connection that makes me feel like we're reading each other's thoughts. I want to be on the same page all the time. I want to be going in the same direction. I mean, these are all really important things. You know, when you think about it, you know, you could have all the kinds of attractive qualities in somebody, but they're maybe have different life goals. You know, I would like to have something that's similar so that we're going in the same direction. Cause things are always changing. We're always evolving and growing. So I want to be with somebody I'm going to grow together with rather than grow apart with.
0: what that makes sense? It's completely makes sense. Like, I gonna like give you guys example. Like, um, the other day I kind of matched with someone and he was generally attractive, but I didn't really look at the profile. Like, the uh, detailistic profile, like if you, fit, if you fit this credential, don't reply me or whatever. So he's the one who approached me and then I said, well, like, you know, whatever the, his stuff he wrote was pretty much similar to what I was writing. So I wasn't really looking at like details, but he was like, if you want a Trump fan, if you are a Trump, fan, uh, no, if you are Trump uh, supporter, don't even require to contact me. So I was like, okay. Um, first of all, and he works on TV, basically. So <laughs> I felt like, okay, um, unless you met the person and know the person, what I don't understand is how can you hate someone so passionately if you never met someone based on like third party information, you don't really know the person. Right. Um, I can read the vibration of the person, so that's a different kind of story, but like that's so I was telling him, hey, I don't really think it's a good idea to um, have a conversation anymore. And then he was like, I, I, because I read your profile. And then he was like, "Um, uh, I hope you are not Trump supporter like me, like whatever he wrote about that. And I was like, wow, this is the exact reason. Like, you know, good luck to finding your partner. And to me, I'm not a political person, but something like that I can see, like, it's gonna become a huge cause of argument, you know, after you get married because people do argue the differences. And then some people are extremely passionate about politics. Some people are extremely passionate about the religion. I'm not passionate about a- anything. I'm not political, but you know, if someone is that much into something like you can see the cause of the trouble. And then before you even spend your time to meet someone, because once you meet someone, what you're doing is you're gonna be emotionally start investing in them even one percent or zero point one percent and that's totally waste of your time. So it's a good idea to understand that of course you have to have a huge um I guess wing room. To kind of like wiggle room to like kind of create the uh, adjustment, but something like when people are passionate about politics or religion, it it's it's very difficult to create harmonious relationship, especially the other person is not awakening, and if the other person is spiritually awakening, a person it's not generally that political you know, or uh religious. It means spiritual and religious, there's a the differences, you know? And then it's very difficult to uh, um find a peaceful coexisting life if the other person gets so fired up on something which got nothing to do with your everyday life to begin with. And something like that it's kind of a important to have a similar point of view so at least you don't go into that kind of argument
1: yeah and i think one thing that i want to bring up is the understanding that we are here and now you know i think a lot of the spiritual community and and i've been guilty of this myself from time to time But a lot of the spiritual community is so hyper focused on, oh, we're going through ascension. Oh, I can't wait to get to 5D. Oh, what about life on other planets? And, oh, what about my soul and my past lives and this, this, don't get me wrong. I think all of that holds value. I work with my clients individually when they have issues, looking at past life things, working in their Akashic records, working on, you know, what can we do to bring about healing? But, Ultimately, when it comes down to it, be present, be now, be here. We are here for a reason. And I think a lot of people in the spiritual community are so hung up on the fact that, oh, you know, I want to ascend. I want to be with somebody who's on the same ascension path. You know, I want somebody who's going to be this or that or whatever. The ultimate thing is that we are here. We're here now, be now and enjoy the moment now. understand that that yes, these are all goals. They're all things we would like to attain. We are infinite beings. We have eternity, eternity. This is just one experience. This is one lifetime. We're present where we're at right now, but as you look at the world around you, you know people are summing up on, Oh my God, there's this, there's that. And people get so freaked out by all these things. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, it's a thing. But, you know, understanding that we are so much more in control than we realize, you know, choose a different timeline, work towards what it is that you desire. You are the one that's most important. The end all be all of life is not to find a partner. That is not the end-all be-all of existence. What's important for you in this lifetime is to understand who you are, to evolve and grow as a soul, to ascend into more consciousness. It's all about consciousness. It's not about relationships 100% with being with somebody who you think is your soulmate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love working with people to find their soulmate. Yes, it's important. Yes, it makes your life and your purpose here on earth while you're here, super fulfilling. But that is not the goal. Your goal is not to ultimately find your life partner. Your goal is to grow and evolve as a soul, to know yourself more, to become more conscious. That's the goal. And if you could do that with somebody who gets you, who supports you, who understands you as you move through life, yes, it could be enjoyable. And who doesn't want love and connection? You know, cause we come from love. We are love at our core. The essence of source of the universe is love. So that love and awareness is something we all desire because that's what we come from. You know, like attracts like. We are that at our essence. So of course we want that and it's beautiful and it's amazing. Of course it is, but that is not the ultimate achievement. So what I'm saying is that, you know, Be yourself, be who you are, embody your soul, embody the essence of who you are as a spiritual divine being. And i really firmly believe that once you learn to love yourself, once you learn to know and appreciate who you are as that divine aspect of yourself, that the perfect compliment, the perfect relationship, the perfect friendships, the perfect job, the perfect everything in this reality, is automatically attracted to you because you know who you are. You're embracing that divine essence of you. So it's not about who can I be partnered with? Yeah, it's beautiful and amazing. And of course, it's a wonderful thing to want. I'm not saying it's wrong. Of course not. But what's more important is understanding who you are at soul level, being connected with your own soul, that source, the I am presence that is you. And once you understand that I'm telling you that perfect relationship, the perfect everything just kind of falls into place because it's all about attracting to you what you already are. But if you don't know who you already are as that divine essence, it's a lot harder because you've got this programming and all these things in place that are kind of limiting beliefs that are holding you back from that ultimate happiness, joy, fulfillment, bliss, all of these things that they talk about on the spiritual journey so it's just something to think about
0: yeah and the thing is like when you know who you are clearly you know what kind of person your minimum of five and mass list it's so easy to write about because you know who you are so if you know who you are you know what kind of person is you know for you to be compatible with so he doesn't have to be perfect. He doesn't have to be spiritually even awakened to be compliment and be the life partner, be your husband, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, Catherine, how are you? Welcome to the
2: stage. Happy Tuesday. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I guess um in in relation to what you were saying about um your spiritual awakening i mean with all the um research i've done just on my own through all kinds of people and videos and stuff um there seems to be not a lot of more information on the actual truth of this awakening that it actually takes years um i mean especially as the older you get right Uh, because part of this awakening is dissolving all your belief systems that were indoctrinated in you, really. And um, I just I just find that the spiritual awakening itself is it's not something that happens over like a couple months. It's a lot of um, two steps forward, one step back, and then um, having the strength to keep going on, even though you might not see any changes physically around you. it's just more of an inner knowing that you have to keep going. And that going is can take a very long time. And I think that can be very overwhelming when you start trying to find a partner, because in a sense, on one hand, the spiritual community is saying, well, you, you won't be able to attract this healthy individual until you are at this point, which is also a belief system that, I don't know who makes that up, but. Um, To me, it's just as you raise your consciousness, you are also raising your vibe, I guess you can say, which then therefore you should be emanating other similar people to you. Um, How you go find these other people, I don't know, because you talking, Eric, about your online experience um, with that guy, I would just be, you're so nice. I would have been just cutthroat with someone like that. I would have been like, I wouldn't have been nice to him. I would have been, I would have put him in his place. I would have took it as a challenge and i don't know so again this online stuff i know i'm not ready for but again i just think the spiritual community is um they don't always tell the truth so much they kind of maybe not the truth but it, it's a painful experience and there's many dark night of the souls it takes a long time um it's kind of like a diet is the best way to describe it you know no one tells you that when you go on a diet that it's monotonous it's boring you're doing a lot of the same shit. You're not really seeing any results, but you know you still have to keep going because in the long term you will. Um, and it would just be nice that people would be more um forthright, because I only started my spiritual awakening a couple years ago. And I and I don't have it stuck in my head that there's this time limit. I think it's eternal until I'm dead. So uh how I find my spiritual partner, I think there are gonna be many spiritual partners. Because as every time I raise my consciousness, there's going to be more and more people that I attract that are the same, whether or not I get to stay with them. I don't know. But yeah, I just I just think that should be talked about more That it's actually a very long journey and it, and it can be very painful and it can be very monotonous and boring and a lot of unknowns. And they just don't talk about that. They always just talk about the end results. Right.
0: That's a great um, perspective. And
2: then um, if you are
0: open to it, I would recommend to do spe- Steve Noble meditation. He does a meditation about uh, uh, letting go of uh, connecting with uh, growing yourself, expanding yourself through um, pain and suffering to joy and having fun, uh, which is pretty effective. So I highly recommend you to do that. And yeah, you know, every relationship or even dating, sometimes it's temporary, because unless you have a sole contract with this person to spend your life, you know, rest of your life with, um, even you're dating, the last guy I dated, he was super hot, uh, you know, um, he had a lot of quality I was looking for, but like um, he didn't have the, wow, a master quality, which I found out three months later I was looking for, so I broke up with him. But the whole point is that experience was fun, you know? So when we are uh, dating, it's something, we are gonna find your person and then you have to kind of kiss a couple of um along the way. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, it's a good idea to uh, even have uh, enjoyable experience and then I think even it's a temporary it's the sole contract you had with the person and then when you finish your complete your sole contract that might be three months that could be two weeks right but whole point when you meet the person, your dating person, or even like, whatever you're chatting online and having a really great time. That is some kind of connection and some kind of contract. So it's a good idea to cherish that moment and see where it goes.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the whole point It's a journey. There is no like endpoint destination. And I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that, you know, when I'm enlightened, when I've gone through my growth and my journey, and when I finally make it, you know, we're so conditioned on earth in this 3D reality to have a destination, an endpoint. I think if people would relax back into the fact that this is an experience. You know, we're going through certain experiences that our soul wanted to have as we incarnated on this earth. We're incarnated in multiple places at multiple times. Everything is happening now, you know, and it's not a destination. It's about really experiencing the fullness of what we can while we're here. So yeah, at times it's hard. At times it's challenging. At times it sucks. At times it's super joyful. You know, it's all an experience. You know, we get so caught up in the, the idea that there's someplace to get to. There really isn't, you know, we're all just here to understand who we are. So we take on different roles. We put ourselves into different characters. We put ourselves in different avatars in different plays in different roles and different dreams all just to kind of have that experience of, Oh, what's this like? What's it like to be this? What's it like to be this kind of person on this planet? Was it kind of like to be, you know, Tanya on planet earth in the 2020s? What's that experience like? It's all really just to have an understanding and awareness of what am I? Who am I? Who am I as God? Who am I as source? Who am I as a soul? I mean, really that's what it's all about. And we put these constraints on, it has to look a certain way, it has to be a certain way. I have to get somewhere. I have to do something. I have to be somewhere. The whole essence of it is that we are here to be, to experience. There is ultimately no doing. You know, the third dimensional duality puts that on us that we have to do things to get anywhere. Yeah, but ultimately, it's about being we are human beings. We're not human doings. So that's just something I wanted to share because it's I think we get so wrapped up in that because you know, we get, you know, distracted by the illusion that's around us. And that's it. We are an illusion. This is a dream. We are characters in a play. This is not who we are.
0: Yeah, 100%. And then You know, once we set the intention to, let's say, have joy, what kind of a joyful experience I can have today? Like, when you decide something like that, and then choose everything based on that, right? And then uh, even your outside environment seems like the same like before, it's a totally different experience, right? So, when you choose, let's say, um, I'm going to choose whatever, what not whatever, but everything from the point of view of joy, then when you become a joy vibration, and then you will attract someone who fits that. And if you decided to be happy, because happiness is a decision. And then when you choose everything based on, it this makes make me happy. And then you are happy, then you end up attracting someone who you feel happy to be with. So it's kind of exactly like be first and then result or whatever it is <laughs> will be appear. And that's how it works.
1: So does anybody else have any questions? I know um, Catherine's mentioned a few things. And I know, um, is it Raghu? I wasn't sure. Raghu, is that right, from India? Did you have any questions or comments? And that's cool. Um, we're going to wrap things up if nobody has anything else they want to add. Erica, do you want to say anything before we wrap no, up? No, I was about to say that. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I read your mind. So we just want to say thank you to everyone who's here today. Katherine, thank you so much. And we are grateful for everyone who's listening, maybe on the replay. But um, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to us. I know Eric and I both have social media that you can contact us. Um, we're happy to help in any of these circumstances, but my last party comment I would like to say is that you know, ultimately, we are always creating our reality, we are here having an experience as a soul and a physical being. This earth, this 3D reality, is not all there is, it is a projection of one dimension. There is so much more out there, and when you get hung up on the minutia of everyday life, you know. I think we really limit ourselves to the possibilities so i would just say stay open stay aware stay connected to your own divine self and you'll be amazed at um, what you can experience while you're here on earth so that's pretty much all i had to say erica what do you want to say before we wrap up my last
0: word is um make a decision what kind of vibration you want to be if you want to be joy choose everything based on that and then see if anything different will come to your world eventually. And you know, um, that's the attitude and then 5D reality is all about the being. It's not uh, going to somewhere else. So, um, me and Tonya, we host um, Clubhouse, different topic each week with, we alternate our rooms. So we see you guys next time on 12, Noon on Tuesday. Thank you. Perfect.
1: Thank you so much.
0: It's been great to be here. Thanks, Erica. Thank you, Tonya. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Raghu. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our special episode. So next week, Sue will be back and we're going to talk more interesting subject.
2: See you next week. Bye!